This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I'm Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you over 20 years experience in the Maryland and PA region. And down here in the dungeon, I have with me the wingman, the one and only, the man with all the money, the myth, the legend from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. Hey, buddy. How we doing? Good. How are you? All right. Ready for a fun weekend here, aren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> it's, uh, one of the best weekends, at, one of the best days of the year, in in my opinion, here in Frederick is fire and ice. Fire and ice. Um, you know, 20,000, 25,000 people will... We'll converge on Frederick, uh, yeah. downtown. Mm -hmm. It's just an awesome, awesome, awesome thing uh, that they do, downtown Frederick Partnership. And um, they just do an incredible job every year, and it's it's a lot of fun. And so bring out the family, bring out the kids. Yep. Um, you know, once the sun goes down, uh, things get a little... Um, fire. Yeah. <laughs> the, fire the, breathing, fire comes out. the fire breathing <laughs> dragons come out on the... On Carol Fireball tomorrow. Fireballs and Carol Creek. Fireball. So yeah. So actually, as you hear this, it's today. So make sure you get down there, and um, obviously the restaurants and all the places are gonna love it, and we're gonna have a good time. The weather's gonna be nice and all that good stuff. I wonder, you know, thinking, I wonder if it's ever snowed, Terry, on the Frederick Fire and Ice big party down there. If we ever had snow on that day, I don't recall snow. Yeah, um, but I do recall several times where it was just. Bitter, bitter, bitter cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It still didn't stop the crowd. That was, I think, last year when we were there together, I think it was pretty darn cold, if I remember right. So, all right, let's get into the numbers for everybody real quick here. Terry, we still can't get over that 300 for the spring market. Active homes on the, on the county is 270. Wow. Where were we at last year? You said you had a couple of little pieces of numbers or so. Where were we at last year? So, I brought up, um, so I brought our data from last year. Last year, total active at this same exact weekend was 243 versus 275. So we're a little better, but we're doing better than last year. No, we can't. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, that's that's just astounding right there. The big thing, new construction, 120 work. And out of that, single-family homes are 71 of those that are brand new. Medium price. This is just unbelievable. Now you got to remember, we've got a few homes that are in that. I think the highest, one point five million dollars over on Meadowbrook Drive. It's a beautiful house that is um thirty eight hundred thirty nine hundred square feet, and then and then it has the um basement as well. So almost six thousand square feet on eight point three acres of land. Brand new construction. One point five million. And of course, we always like to say, hey, that could be, you know, you may want to add some things or take away things and all that. But that's just the spec type of that for brand new consumers. Who's the builder, does it say? Putman, I believe. I believe, I believe I saw that on there. Frederick Homes and Land has it over there. Uh, Dave Bowers, I believe that was Putman, I believe. Okay. Because that's a, that's a hefty number for a spec house. Yeah. Yeah, well. But, yeah, it's good. I'm sure it's a beautiful, beautiful house. Most expensive right now being offered in the whole entire county. The cheapest brand new single family home, Terry, is uh, is down in Brunswick Crossing over Brunswick for five hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. So that is the cheapest single family home 
um, you know, in the entire county. Um, the uh, townhouses, here we go. We're going to go townhouse. Brand new townhouse. The cheapest one you can get is $420,000. That is the cheapest townhouse right now for sale. The Nassau Villas and NVR builds those. So that's the um, that's the brand new stuff that's real important that we go to. That's how we want to say, look, this is what got me. Townhouse, condos, there's 36 of them brand new being built, advertised for sale. The median price of those is 540000 which just blows my mind all the time. That's a, that's a crazy amount for, for a townhouse. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Well, I could say a lot more, but as well, uh, bring it up four hundred and twenty. Like, hey, you could actually get. So here's the bottom line: we can no, we have surpassed now in Frederick County where you can no longer buy a brand new townhouse with a garage, without a garage. I don't care how you slice it and dice it; you can't get that for under four hundred thousand dollars. No more. Okay, a condo, a two bedroom, two bath condo, brand new ones. Um, same thing. They're up and they're up to that four hundred mark. So pretty much nothing exists brand new under $400,000 in the entire county. So we've passed some really strategic benchmarks as far as the state of the market of new construction and and all that in our area. Well, well the demand's there and that's what rises that's what raises prices, demand. Supply is low on the resale side. We see that every single week. Those numbers are not going up. You know, we look at what they were 1 year ago today. And they're basically the same as what they were one year ago today. Yeah. So that number's not getting any better. So what does that mean? The supply basically is going to increase. Um, when the supply increases, uh, then prices will level out. But until that point, builders are kind of sitting a little bit in the driver's seat. Yeah. Uh, they may not all agree, but uh, I know land is a hot commodity, but right now the demand for housing... Um, Builders are in a very good situation. So, yeah. but that's why it keeps coming up. So, sorry. Yeah. And again, I don't even know. We're going to get over 300 or not. What's going on here? Coming soon, 36. Last year, hmm. 35. <laughs> we have one more house potentially coming. We, we're just making progress. We're killing it. We're killing it. We're making progress in the air. Under contract, 351 homes under contract. 169 new, 182 resale, with an average uh, median time of 27 days on the market for those. What was it last year? Okay, so so under contract, 351 this year. Last year at this weekend was 363. New was 169 today, 172 a year ago. Resale, resale today, 182. Last year, 199. And 27 days... Um, Average on the market, you know. So, so, so it's an it's it's a horse break. It really is. So, as bad as we think it is today, my whole point with bringing this up is bad or as quiet as we think it is today. We're exactly where we were a year ago. Yeah, that's amazing. You couldn't make this up. Like you really could. The only thing that's gone up is the average median. Yeah, uh, was four ninety, and now it's five forty. That's the thing. There's that nine percent um rate. That's that nine percent appreciation year over year that we've seen in the entire county. But um, I'm telling you, the prices are flattened out for the most part. T, um, they're really not going up like they were uh, overall, and that's because of a lot of factors with uh, interest rates, a lot of other things like that. All right, so the last um 
30 days, 152. Resales was the uh, was 130 of them. The median of that was 427.5. The single families, 500,000, which that's what Kenny, our appraiser, said. We're like right in that whole, still in that 500. We, you know, 510-ish, kind of flattened out a little bit in there. Townhouse, 375 with 11 days on the market. Last year's numbers? Okay, you just said that uh, sold in the past 30 days, 152. Yeah, actually, actually, we are a lot slower than last year. Oh no, it was one fifty three last year. So, so we lost well, one out. Yeah. So, so, so everything that you're talking about today is confirming that we're really not like, like I think today's worse than it was a year ago. When I found these numbers, I was like, oh, this will be interesting to talk on the show today. So, well, but here's the big one. So let's price raise it. It's come up. Hundred percent. We were at ninety nine point six last in uh, last year. Yeah, hundred. So same thing. We're right in that same dynamic. So all right. So let's get into a mortgage stuff. A lot of news. Things with the Fed. Unemployment numbers came out. Jobs and all the other fun stuff. That's your world. Let's go. All right. Let's roll. So jobs, jobs, jobs. And whoever is uh, predicting these jobs isn't doing a very good job at their job predicting the jobs. Okay is so so what happens in, and I've talked about this before with the market the market anticipates what's going to be happening two three weeks down the road a lot of times I'll say well this is going to happen but don't worry when it does happen because we've already baked that into the recipe we've already baked it into the rates so what you saw a couple weeks ago was we saw the rates come down and they were coming down pretty quick and they were coming down hot and heavy. And the reason they were coming down is there was a great feeling that the feds were going to come out with a meeting that we just closed up with um, on Thursday and, and Wednesday and basically say, hey, we're going to not cut the rates today, but we'll probably cut them at our next meeting in March. So everybody felt that March was the target that they were going to make their first cut since doing all these raising of the interest rates for the last three years. So basically what has happened, Darren, is over the last couple of weeks, it went from about an 80% chance of a March cut, and now it's down to a 0% chance. So it worked its way down, so rates got a little worse. The anticipation that they weren't going to cut, it went to a 50-50, and boom, they come out on Wednesday, and, and Chairman Powell basically said, hey, the rate cuts are off the table for March. Let's look at the next place we're going to look is going to be in May. So the Fed meets approximately every six weeks. Yeah. So so that's going to be, you know, the May. Um, and they're going to take a look and see. Now, if they cut then, you know, right now they're saying there's like a 78% chance that they're going to cut. Well, you know, two months ago they said the same thing about March. And that's when the rates started to come down a little bit. So what does that mean for us? We were looking at the jobs number. And that number was supposed to come in at about $176,000. What happened is it came in at double that, okay? So they basically said that the uh, jobs market came in piping hot, came in at 353,000 new jobs created this past month. Okay? Mm -hmm. That comes on the heels of a 333,000 job market number. Now, let's talk about the revisions that sometimes do happen. Over the last two months, 
the revisions, they usually revise them downwards. The trend shows that they can go downwards. But over the last two months, they've actually revised those numbers upwards by 120,000. So our job market is extremely strong. What does that mean? That means that rates are not going to come down until we see a little bit of a, a chink in the armor with the unemployment. Unemployment was expected to, to go from 3.7 to 3.8. With that amount of jobs that came on board, it stayed right at 3.7. So going forward, things that we're going to look at are the inflation numbers over the next couple of weeks, okay? We're going to look at those inflation numbers that come out, but the jobs numbers were very big. Now, most of the jobs came from, you know, 70,000 in healthcare uh, services. Um, so those are the areas that are really piling it on right now as far as jobs. So what that means is basically, I think rates are going to kind of settle down a little bit. Well, it seems like things are just calm. Yeah. And it is easier, and I've said this, if I've said it 10 times, I've said it 100, I can sell stability all day long. Yep. I have trouble selling volatility because fear breeds fear. The fear of not knowing where rates are going really causes a lot of panic, okay? Think about it. If I think rates are going up or I don't know what rates are doing or rates are so volatile, they're going up or they're going down. I'm not going to buy if I know they're going down, but I'm going to buy if they're going up. But if I don't know whether, and do you see what happens? It becomes, it becomes basically a little bit of, you know, the volatility causes that. But stability brings a sense of calm to the market. And that's what I think we're going to see over the next couple months. I think we're going to see a, a demand for, um, we're going to see a demand. We've already seen it. I talked about it last week. We're getting more and more prospects coming in. Um, every day we're getting more prospects uh, around our company. You know, we go from uh, New York down to Florida, Georgia, everywhere. We're kind of the eastern cut, and now it's down to a 0% chance. So it worked its way down, so rates got a little worse. The anticipation that they weren't going to cut, it went to a 50-50, and boom, they come out on Wednesday, and, and Chairman Powell basically said, hey, the rate cuts are off the table for March. Let's look at the next place we're going to look is going to be in May. So the Fed meets approximately every six weeks. Yeah. So so that's going to be, you know, the May. Um, and they're going to take a look and see. Now, if they cut then, you know, right now they're saying there's like a 78% chance that they're going to cut. Well, you know, two months ago they said the same thing about March. And that's when the rates started to come down a little bit. So what does that mean for us? We were looking at the jobs number, and that number was supposed to come in at about $176,000. What happened is it came in at double that, okay? So they basically said that the uh, jobs market came in piping hot, came in at 353,000 new jobs created this past month, okay? Mm -hmm. That comes on the heels of a 333,000 job market number. Now, let's talk about the revisions that sometimes do happen. Over the last two months, the revisions, they usually revise them downwards. The trend shows that they can go downwards. But over the last two months, they've actually revised those numbers upwards by 120,000. So our job market is extremely strong. What does that mean? That means that Rates are not going to come down 
until we see a little bit of a, a chink in the armor with the unemployment. Unemployment was expected to, to go from 3.7 to 3.8. With that amount of jobs that came on board, it stayed right at 3.7. So going forward, things that we're going to look at are the inflation numbers over the next couple of weeks, okay? We're going to look at those inflation numbers that come out, but the jobs numbers were very big. Now, most of the jobs came from, you know, 70,000 in healthcare uh, services. Um, so those are the areas that are really piling it on right now as far as jobs. So what that means is basically, I think rates are going to kind of settle down a little bit. Well, it seems like things are just calm. Yeah. And it is easier, and I've said this, if I've said it 10 times, I've said it 100, I can sell stability all day long. Yep. I have trouble selling volatility because fear breeds fear. The fear of not knowing where rates are going really causes a lot of panic, okay? Think about it. If I think rates are going up or I don't know what rates are doing or rates are so volatile, they're going up or they're going down. I'm not going to buy if I know they're going down, but I'm going to buy if they're going up. But if I don't know whether, and do you see what happens? It becomes it becomes basically a little bit of, you know, the volatility causes that. But stability brings a sense of calm to the market. And that's what I think we're going to see over the next couple months. I think we're going to see a, a demand for, um, we're going to see a demand. We've already seen it. I talked about it last week. We're getting more and more prospects coming in. Um, every day we're getting more prospects uh, around our company. You know, we go from uh, New York down to Florida, Georgia, everywhere. We're kind of the eastern seaboard. Everybody is seeing upticks all over the country. So that's important. But I think a lot of it is stability. Now, volatility. Market's going to be dropping, right? If people think that rates are going to come down and come down fast, they're they're not going to buy. Because why should I buy something today when it's on sale tomorrow? So I'm hoping for stability. I'm feeling stability. That's what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, I, th- I would say the same. We definitely see an uptick, obviously, spring market, buyer demand coming up. Um, the biggest thing right now is that I see year over year is the buyers today. They're not really complaining about the rates much. I think people are starting to realize this is really settling in. We're really going to stay in the sixes. We may get in the fives at some point, but it's probably not going to be, I don't think it's going to be this year. Um, and I think we're just going to be stable. And so I don't see a lot of people complaining. Um, the affordability, uh, like I said, the, the big thing we're seeing is yes, values could, you know, because of low, a higher demand and lower um, supply still staying like this and nothing looks like it's going to change that. Like we've talked about before about jobs or other things and other factors. So in general, I think the bottom line is, you know, we will see a little bit of growth and yeah, people don't want to pay more later. Um, rents have softened a little bit. Have they? Yeah. The rent market, we are, I've seen in the last week, more rentals um, start to lower the amount that they're asking for. Really? Um, even if it's just like by 50 bucks a month. So there is no doubt the, the, the rental market has definitely hit a high. Um, and I think it's because there's more people that are renting are so tired of renting and throwing their money away and making the landlord rich that they are now wanting to get into homeownership, knowing that you're right, that, that, that it's probably, we're not going to see this big massive crash 
you know, anytime soon. And so therefore it's only going to cost more. I'm only going to keep paying more. And why would I want to do that? If I have the opportunity, if my credit is good income, my job is okay, this, that, whatever for the most part. So uh, that's what I've been seeing quite a bit, you know. Yeah. And with the grant money available, it's more affordable. You just got them pre-qualified and showing them homes again today and everything. And they were looking at the, the $10,000 grant, I guess, the pet up in Pennsylvania, and then there's grants here and such like that. So go ahead and talk about what's available, because if I remember right, the big one was the one that was coming out on the um, 4th of uh, February. Yeah, so on Monday, basically, we're taking a look at uh, opening back up the Federal Home Loan Bank Grant, and that's through our, that's through our affiliation with the Atlanta Federal Home Loan Bank, and we basically are a small community bank so we get to sell that product. Now, people that are larger banks or not a bank, they don't get to sell that product. Right. We are one of the top um, lenders for the Atlanta grant, and our office does a tremendous amount, just our office alone. So let's talk a little bit about the dynamics of it. If you are a first responder, if you are a community partner, if your employer is in the education field, the medical field. So what I'm saying here is, is yes, a fireman, a fireman can get fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, first time home buyer, you don't have to be a first time home buyer, which is great, but you do have to make the income limitations. There's some income limitations, but let's take a look at fifteen thousand dollars for anybody that's a community partner. So a firefighter, and I shouldn't have said fireman earlier. That was that's an that's an old guy's name, firefighter, but but a firefighter um, basically can get fifteen thousand. What about the person that that answers the nine one one calls? Yeah, that also is fifteen thousand dollars. Let's talk about somebody that's that's a, a per college professor. That's fifteen thousand dollars. Let's talk about somebody that's a maintenance worker at a college, at a school, at a elementary school. That's $15,000. So it depends who your employer is, what type of field of work you're in. If you're not eligible for the 15, then you can be eligible for 12,500. This grant is forgiven after five years. Yeah. Forgiven. So 20% a year, it's forgiven. It's a great program. And it really, really, really makes a difference for so many people out there. Definitely. So there you go. You guys make sure Grant money and it's finite. It's not forever. When the money runs Correct. out, it runs out. So you need to you need to contact Terry and go over the details and get involved in that. So, all right, good stuff. Let's get in life on the streets. Hot topic here, Terry. Did you all the homeowners out there? You, me, <laughs> included. Um, we got a Christmas present sent to us by the county. Come on now. Were you one of those that uh, you need to be sitting down when you open it up? Notice of assessment. Terry, guess what I have in my hand right here? Your assessment. Personal, my house, mine, my name's on it, my address is on it, Westmore Governor's name's on it, and all the other people in the state of Maryland's on it. This is the neat little thing that says, I love it up front. This is what I think is great in bold letters. Ready? This is not a tax bill. <laughs> no payment due in this time. Oh, good. I almost crinkled up, threw it away, and said, this is a piece of paper junk mail. I don't need to worry about this. I'm good, man. Oh, no, 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 no. 
So I don't know about you, Terry, if you've checked yours out, but for three years. Now, the way it works, everybody, is in the state of Maryland, in our county now, in our area, every three years, we get our neat little new assessment. Terry, have values gone up or down in the last three years? They've gone way up. <laughs> I think they've gone almost higher than we've almost ever seen. If you thought 2005, six, and almost in the seven was a party, we just experienced a big party, in my opinion. All right, the bottom line is this. It has your 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 prior valuation. I like how they put that in there, too. You know, the 20, well, 2021, your prior valuation amount, and then they have your phase-in over three years to the new total market value for 2024, and then it basically says, look, you've got your phase-in amounts, three different boxes and brackets, and this is what, you get to look forward to and all that good stuff. So now this piece of paper, I think is interesting, Terry, because it doesn't have on here my current taxes of how much I pay per year. But I know what that is on my head and it's upwards of like, it's starting to hit up to like five, six, $7,000. What? Wait a minute. When I bought my house 12 years ago, Terry, my property taxes were guess how much you did the loan. It was like $2,700 a year, your honor for you know, this big house, four bedroom, two net bath, eight acres, all that good stuff in Frederick County. All of a sudden now in one in one tax assessment, hundred thousand dollars, just like that. That's some serious money. So yeah, so I did the calculations because we know what the rate is and all that fun stuff, and it's different for each of the areas. But the bottom line is, um, if I don't know about you, but I was like, wait a minute, wait a second here. Um, what what additional services am I getting? Like, what are we going to get for paying a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars more per year in property taxes? And I haven't got, I haven't seen that in this note. What do I get for it? And I think that's what a lot of people want to know. But here's the bottom line, Terry. When you get your assessment, you know, and it's a little confusing because it doesn't give you numbers outside of your assessed value. But what it does tell you is on the next side of it, it says that you have a right to appeal that. Okay. You can fight this. You can actually say, time out a minute. I don't really agree with these numbers. Who came up with these numbers, these phases, and one of them now going to be paying higher? Because I don't know about you, I've never seen these go down. And all of a sudden, now it tells you what you can do. So have you seen yours yet? Did you see yours? I haven't seen mine yet. They don't send it to you as a gift? Wrapped it up. I'm sure they do, but Mary Susan handles. She's hiding this thing from you. Yeah, she's afraid you. Kind of... I, I mean, I just looked at your numbers. That that's up 27 percent. That's what I mean. That that's up 27 percent. Well, you know, Mayor Barry, um, the former mayor of D.C. for many many years, yeah. and one of his re-election bids promised everybody he wouldn't raise his taxes. And I've said this before on the show, but when he was confronted. He basically said, oh, I didn't raise your taxes. I just raised your assessments. Yes. So that's kind of what we're looking at here is, is they're not raising your taxes. They're just raising your assessment. Raising the assessment. Come on now. So here's two things to point out. Number one, I have my thing there that says about my property status, homestead approved as of 2023. So when you purchase a home, when I help you buy a house, you need to file right away when you get the notification, one line or a paper, you want to file the homestead credit. Because what that thing does is caps the maximum amount it caps of how much it can be raised. Now, 
mine, mine's posted, but she is going up 20 percent. And I'm thinking, how in the world is that? What would the numbers be if I didn't have the homestead approved tax credit thing, right? That, that would be higher, 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 right? Overall. So, all right, a couple of things you can do in this and that. You can give me a call. We'll send this to you, the link. It's actually right here, Terry. Number one, you can visit your local office at 5310 Spectrum Drive in Frederick, 21703. You can go down there or you can um, you can go out online and it's the s.sdat.fred, F-R-E-D, at maryland.gov. And you can check out on the Treasury as well down there. Market Street's where it comes out of as well. That's your finance office. But your local SDAT, State of Maryland Tax Office, ours on Spectrum Drive. And they'll give you the forms and all that good stuff. But here's the key dates in bold. Ready, Terry? You must appeal the this by or postmark by February 12th. That means you got one more week. If you haven't gotten this yet or you don't know what's going on out there, I'm glad we're doing this today, right? Because after the 12th, forget it. So you need to appeal this postmark, get, get there, and do all that good stuff. So that's February 12th. Um, April 15th, last day to appeal for income-based homestead, uh, homeowner's tax and the credit and all that good stuff. And then July 1st, 2024, the tax year begins as bills are sent out after this date and all that. So there are ways you can appeal this. Now, somebody's going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. On what basis? Now, if I go down to the tax office, my dad loves this, okay? Because he's done this for 40 years in his, in his house in Pittsburgh, and I love it. First thing I'll say is, I haven't, have, I haven't had a kid in the high school or the schools for 30 years. Why am I still paying this school tax and all that good stuff? This is my favorite part of it. We're going to end it up coming up on this. If I take this down there and I show them this, and let's just say for fun, it's my you know $483,000, my new market value assessed. This is what the taxes are based on. Make all her with and community go, title Wait a minute, network. that's way too high. The first question they're pretty much going to ask me is this. Mr. Aaron, are you willing to sell your house for that? What do you think my answer is going to be? No way. No way. I'm a real estate agent. I know these values left and right, especially my house. My house is well over $700,000. It's Meg Goller with Community Title Network. Experience close to home. Community Title Network is the most trusted title and settlement partner for real estate professionals, buyers, and sellers. Our team is comprised of the most skilled and experienced underwriters in our region to ensure your rights are secured as an owner or as a lender. We combine that with our skilled and experienced attorneys, settlement agents, and processing staff who ensure a smooth closing experience. Our Frederick office is conveniently located along Carroll Creek in downtown Frederick. For your next settlement, give Community Title Network a call. We're at 301-304-6620. At Community Title Network, we challenge the norm. Where good is the benchmark for many, we aim for greatness. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.